Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour One Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. We have all of you here, middle of the week, championship game now, two days in the rear view mirror. And I started thinking today uh, back to 1993. It was uh, January 1st when... Alabama won its first national championship post-Bryant. They wouldn't win another one until the 2009 season. And the head coach of that epic uh, night in New Orleans over the win over Miami was Gene Stallings, so the legendary Hall of Fame coach. And uh, we're always excited to uh, be reunited with our friend Coach Stallings. First of all, Coach, uh, really great to uh, talk to you and certainly hope everything is going well. Good afternoon. Oh, what a joy it is to be back on your show, my friend. Well, I always worry everybody I run into that has seen you or has has, uh, come in contact with you. I'm always uh, curious how you're doing. I know uh, about a year ago or a little bit more uh, you were having some issues, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm guessing that I'm hoping maybe more than guessing that everything is going well. Everything is going well. I'm doing about as well as I can and thoroughly enjoyed the football season and and it's sort of a loss now for who to be watching on uh, Saturdays and watch a little of the pro, I guess. But I'm more of a college man than I am pro man. No, we are too. And I, I was still, I'll start there because uh, I'll go back a week and a couple of days. Uh, uh, Alabama out in the Rose Bowl and then uh, Michigan and Washington. Just first of all, yeah, uh, Michigan, we always talk Michigan about. Michigan won a big game. And then, you know, Washington was an awfully good football team. And then. Texas was probably number three, and then probably Georgia was in Alabama four and five right in that area if we were going to rank them now when the season was over. Coach, uh, I assume you watched the Alabama game. It was a, it was a, it was a tough way to end the season uh, on a play that just got uh, stuffed, but I can remember that. It looked like some Gene Stallings defense on the other side stopping that run, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it really did. I, I thought sure in the world that, Alabama would go ahead and score the touchdown, but they didn't do it. But anyway, they they had a good year, and it was a it was a good season to be watching. Coach, I was thinking of you a little bit because a lot of commentators in relation to Jim Harbaugh described him as a, as a throwback. Uh, he's of course a protege of Bo Schembechler, uh, who was a hard-nosed football coach, as you well know. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what we saw this year from the national champion, especially Coach Harbaugh? Yeah, well, he's done a, an outstanding job. Now, I played Michigan. The last game I coached was oh, yeah. against Michigan. And I don't know whether he was coaching there or not. I don't think he I was. I think he was just gone. Say it again. I, I think he had just retired, Coach. Right. Anyway, he's he done an outstanding job. And, and uh, you know, it was a good year. And, and uh, Michigan had an outstanding football team. And Washington was good. And, 
I guess, in this part of the world, uh, University of Texas and Georgia and Alabama was probably three, four, and five. Well, Coach, I want to ask you about uh, Texas A&M. We all know you went there. You were one of the junction boys. And uh, people, I've said this years ago, but I'll say it again, and I know you won't take credit for it, but one of the major reasons why Texas A&M is in the SEC is because of our guest. Uh, he was a trust. Uh, you were a region at the time and, and really uh, helped educate a lot of Aggies uh, about the SEC. Just your, your thoughts on, the, on, that, on that season. Uh, Jimbo Fisher gets blown out in November. Uh, new coaches come in. Your thoughts on your alma mater? A&M needs a, a good football team. They hadn't had one in several years. And, and I was hoping that Jimbo would, would do it, but I don't guess he did. And uh, they've got a new coach, and, and the excitement is still high at A&M. And so hopefully they'll have a good year this year. Coach, that's something that I'm always uh, – I mean, I know Alabama fans are, are one thing, but A&M fans are, are a little bit different. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is one of the proudest fan bases in the country for a lot of reasons. Uh, but still, it just doesn't seem like A&M can ever get from, from point A to point – be without some interference uh, as somebody who used to play a big role in that program as coach there uh, in in the 60s uh, what's going what, what do you think it is or is it just uh, the SEC the difficulty of it I think it's probably that's probably the answer it's just a difficult conference and it's difficult to win in the in the in the SEC as you play a tough game every weekend and after a while it's going it's going to wear on you but uh, I think A&M is going in the right direction. Uh, uh, they feel comfortable with their new coach, and I try to follow them as well as I can just on television, but uh, they need to have a good year. Coach Dean Stallings with us, of course, who uh, played for uh, Coach Bryant at A&M, later became the head coach. Uh, coach Bryant, of course, uh, was the head coach at Alabama and uh was also uh, in the NFL and, and man coach I, I look up every day every every hour at uh, at ESPN and there's another uh, NFL coach uh, going down I just saw where Pete Carroll who has won a Super Bowl and a national championship is apparently out uh, I, I know you don't miss the NFL do you also are a legendary coach under Tom Landry at the Cowboys well I do and, and Pete Carroll was a good coach and did you say he got fired? Uh, it looks like uh, they're, yeah. I mean, I, they didn't. They haven't announced it yet, other than to say that he uh, will will no longer be the head coach. He'll be some. He, he, I think he's being given the opportunity to be in the front office, whatever that means. Right. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know either. But I hate to see any coach be put aside. What's really interesting is I, I and I, I knew this, but I was talking yesterday on one of the shows about the Cowboys and the idea that uh, the Cowboys have not been in a championship game since 1995. I mean, I, I realize you live north of Dallas, but that's hard to believe. It really is. Coach Landry was, when I think of the Cowboys, I don't really think much past Coach Landry. What an outstanding coach he was, what an outstanding human being he was. And uh, he did a super job, but and they, they've got a coach now that they feel like they're comfortable with, and hopefully he'll get them on the right, right direction. Coach, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I had uh, when, right after you got to Alabama, we were doing, uh, like everybody, a big story on you. And, and I, had, uh, I got an interview with Coach Landry, 
And I grew up a Cowboys fan. I don't know if I've ever been more nervous in my life talking to somebody, but uh, he couldn't have been nicer, as you well know. It, it, he was just an outstanding human being and the most qualified coach that I know. He, he, knew, he knew a little bit about every position. He, obviously, he was head coach, and they had, now they have coordinators that do all the making the decisions and so forth. The coach landed around the Cowboys when I was coaching there. Coach, I know, I know something that, that you're proud of is, are the coaches that you helped develop and the players that went on. And uh, I think of you because I was at an event a couple of weeks ago in Birmingham, and one of, the, uh, one of the sponsors was Dabo Sweeney. They were honoring uh, the team from 1973, the, the, the first team at Alabama uh, to win a national championship that had broken the color barrier. But uh, you are so closely connected to Dabo Sweeney, who's won a few national championships of his own. Uh, he was a walk-on. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a story that I know you're proud of. I really am, and I gave him a scholarship, and uh, <clears throat> I'm proud of that fact, too, that he was a walk-on, earned himself a scholarship, and later became the coach of the year, and, and just a super job at Clemson. I've got a granddaughter that works for him at Clemson. Oh, really? So I keep up with what Clemson's doing quite quite frequently that is that is really uh, amazing uh, coach I always hasten to ask you about the, the current state of college football and uh, it, I mean it, I've been around a while uh, it's shocking to hear I, I was reading something the other day that the average player at a major school is getting uh, between three and four hundred thousand uh, dollars to uh, to enter and we all know in the transfer portal the numbers are up in the millions uh, to say the least, I, I doubt you're, uh, that you recognize the game that uh, you played in and, 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 and was such an excellent coach in. Well, it, it's sad to me that uh, money, uh, money speaks and that uh, there was a time when you do things now that they'll put you on probation for. <laughs> and they're proud of the fact that they buy this particular player and that particular player and I'm a little opposed to all that. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what, what they put you on probation for anymore because uh, it seems like it's just, uh, as many coaches have said, it, it's just flat-out free agency, isn't it? We, we, we were put on probation for something that was very, very simple. And, and they said that I had talked to a player and, 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 and encouraged him to go to – Alabama, and that was nothing was further from the truth. Ruth Ann was with me when I was having the conversation. And, but anyway, that's bygones and bygones, but I still hate that I was on probation for a certain period of time. Well, Coach, I mean, and, and I covered that story. Bottom line is you had a player that, uh, that signed uh, with an agent in, uh, in the university. And what you did, uh, and, and I'm not sure we understood it at the time, that you, you just simply weren't going to take it. And you spoke, but you spoke out, and I think you, uh, the school, suffered because you were being honest with the NCAA. Right, that's absolutely right, Paul. And I knew that you would remember all that a whole lot better than I did. But I did suffer, and, and it, but I did what I thought was right, and I had to do it over, and I do the same thing. Well, coach, you know why I remembered it so well. I was on. Uh, I wrote an article uh, being critical of you, and. You, you once had a line, uh, we were playing golf together in a pro-am, and you said, uh, I asked you, I said, uh, Coach Stallings, uh, does this make you nervous? 
And you said, no, this doesn't make me nervous. He said, what makes me nervous is picking up your column the day after a loss and seeing what you had to say about me. <laughs> and that was absolutely true. Playing golf with you wasn't any problem compared to that. But the, the, the worst moment I think I had during your tenure, and I'm going to remind you of this in a second, is uh, I said, I don't know what I said. And you, you know me back then. I was, I was a lot younger and crazier. Um, I wrote some article, uh, you know, questioning your integrity, Coach Stallings, which, which sounds ridiculous now because you, you know how I feel about you. And a couple of days later, I got a letter, uh, something that you rarely get anymore, and it was from Ruth Ann Stallings. And I don't know if I've ever been uh, laid lower in my life uh, than your wife uh, telling me how I didn't know you at all, and if you, if I, if I, if I had taken the time to get you get to know you, I would have never questioned your integrity. Well, I, I know that, but you know how these wives are. Ruth Ann, <laughs> she she was very protective of me when I was coaching in my career, and and I appreciated her for it. But those those years gone by, and she has great appreciation for you now, Paul. Well, and Coach, I always uh, think about when I talk to you because I know how much time and and work and and how many uh, tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars have been raised. Uh, for the Rise Foundation, but I'll never forget 31 years ago uh, last week uh, watching you win the national championship in the Sugar Bowl against Miami. But more than more important than that, interviewing John Johnny after the game and telling telling me and other reporters uh, how proud he was of, of of his pop. I can I can still hear him now. He looked at me and he said. Good job, Bob. That's about, <laughs> that's about all he said. We was in the little room after the game, and he said, "Good job, Bob." That, Coach, that's about as good as he gets. Coach, I, I don't. None of us know what's ahead, but but I, I will tell you that the joy that 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 you, your son brought to so many people in Alabama will never be forgotten. Well, I I appreciate that, Paul. I really do. Well, Coach, we just wanted to see how you were, get a get a check after the season, and uh, I am, I know I know so many people across the this country, uh, especially uh, in Alabama, where you are beloved, uh, are are thrilled to hear your voice and and to know that you're doing well. Paul, I'm doing about as well as I can. I really am. We're getting ready for some bad weather in this part of the country, and it's going to be extremely cold. But I've got a good fireplace, and I'm going to stay warm, and hopefully it'll be some good games to watch. I hope so. Well, Coach, best to the family, and, and thank you for making time for us. Paul, it's always a joy, and, and uh, you're one of my favorites, my friend. Stay in touch. We will. Thank you, Coach. Coach Dean thank Stallings, uh, great to join us from uh, Paris, Texas, uh, just north of Dallas, 88 years old, and uh, just a pleasure to talk to him any day of the week. We will take a break because we have a lot more to do. Jerry Tipton, legendary career, just retired after 41 years of covering Kentucky. He's got a book out. Tom Luganville, too young to retire. He'll join us at 530. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. 
If prescribed, your medication ships to you free, no insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hims.com/paul. That's h i m s.com/paul for your personalized ED treatment options. hims.com/paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Of breaking news, and this is very big news. Uh, LSU continues to shore up a coaching staff that was a little bit wishy-washy last year. Not anymore. Bo Davis returning to LSU as a defensive line coach. He played there. He coached for Saban. He has been in Texas, and he is considered among the elite line coaches in America. The staff that BK is putting together uh, is starting to uh, feel like a national championship staff. Just saying. Let's continue with more phone calls. And Daryl is up next in Texas. Uh, hello, Daryl. Good afternoon, Paul. Just uh, enjoyed the, your interview with Coach Stallings, being a big fan and friend of theirs. I understand there's a documentary in works. wondered what you could share with us about that. Yeah, I do know about that. And uh, we have a clip of it. We just got it. Uh, so we're going to share it with you a little bit later on. But uh, it is in the works. And... I first heard about it when we were in Tuscaloosa a couple of months ago, uh, but uh, the pre- but I tell you what, we will play that. We'll play a short clip of that in a couple of minutes and then give you some more information on uh, when it will be on. Thank you very, very much uh, for the phone call. Tony is up next. Uh, hello, Tony. Hey, how you doing, sir? How you doing? Very well. Thank you. Uh, just to share a quick uh, um, little story about Gene Stallings. Um, Military brought me to Montgomery, Alabama, about ten plus years ago, and uh, going through life, starting a family. Had a let's see, in the summer of sixteen, we had an eighteen-month-old daughter, and we were pregnant with our second daughter. And uh, I'm at work one day, I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I just ignore it. So uh, immediately afterwards, I get a, a phone call from my father-in-law, and of course, you have to answer that. So uh, I answer that. I said, hey, sir, what's going on? He says, better answer that phone call. They're going to call you back in about two minutes. He hung up. I said, what in God's name? So phone call, same number rings again. I answer it. And I said, hello. He said, hey, this is uh, Mr. Gene Stallings. I said, well, how you doing, sir? I had no idea why he'd be calling me. Well, our second pregnancy with our second daughter, um, one of the tests showed up positive potentially for Down syndrome gene. So um, we were praying on it and, you know, 
hoping, you know, and looking for the best. And, and Gene says, hey, I understand what happened. Your father-in-law called me and, and told me, uh, he said, uh, this is not a sad thing. This is not a bad thing. He said, you would be blessed to have a child with Down syndrome. He said it would bring you and your wife closer, make you better parents, and make you better Christians. Uh, and then he shared some stories um, about Johnny. And um, our daughter came out normal, if, you, if that's the, the, the proper word. Um, he's you know in first grade now, heck of a student, heck of a ball player. But he really, truly eased our minds just by a simple phone call saying, hey, this, this is potentially a blessing. Don't look at it as something negative. So when he talked about Coach Landry being a good human being, um, I would have to say that uh, Gene Stallings absolutely fits in that moniker as well. Yeah, you know, Tony, I didn't bring it up because I guess maybe uh, maybe I should have because we've talked about it so many times, but he has told the story of the day they had Johnny. Uh, he, had a, he had a couple of other older children, and he, he was so disturbed and so distressed when he found out he was down that Coach Stallings passed out. And he, wow. said, he said it went from being the worst day of his life to the best thing that's ever happened to him, just like you, you said from personal experience. And, and that really became one of his causes. And I think it changed Coach Stallings uh, immensely. And I mean, I've been around him at a number of events uh, for the Rise Foundation. And there's just no telling what he has meant to that cause. Yes, sir. And, and like I said, I just wanted to share that because, uh, it, it, and, and, you know, I know this isn't a, a religious uh, show, but God works in mysterious ways. And, and Coach Dullings has, has an extremely strong faith. And it just so happens I had to leave work early for something going on at the house. And I click on your show as it starts. And there's Gene Stallings. It just brought back that that, that memory, and uh, I just wanted to share that. He's, he's just a wonderful man. Tony, thank you very, very much. And uh, I've told, uh, I, I don't know when, uh, when, when you know somebody as long as we've known Coach Stallings, you, you tend to think everybody's heard every story, and I realize you haven't. Um, but a number of years ago, Coach Stallings, uh, back in the, uh, for when we had the Birmingham show, he was a regular weekly guest uh, every Monday. And something was going on. He had a sponsor, and there was a conflict. And uh, he called me one day and was really upset. Um, and, yeah, I did what anybody would do if Coach Stallings calls you. I mean, you could be in the middle of, uh, of, uh, of having your wisdom teeth taken out. You would call him back. Uh, so I called him back uh, as soon as I got the message. And you know, this was before texting and all the things that, uh, that we now have. And I called, he's got a ranch, a big ranch. So I called and, and, and uh, John, John Mark answered the phone, Johnny. And I said, hey, Johnny. Uh, he said, hey, how you doing? You know, I mean, John, uh, you know, is the gentleman we were talking about a minute ago, but down. And we had a nice conversation. I said, listen, I need to talk to your dad. I said, can you make sure he gets a message? He goes, of course. <laughs> so... Uh, the next day, I get a call from, from Gene Stallings, and he is hopping mad. He goes, well, Gene Stallings. I go, he said, how come you didn't call me back? I go, well, Coach, I, he said, and he just like, I said, Coach, I mean, I, I mean, you hate to interrupt Coach Stallings, but I, I said, Coach, hold on a second. He, he, 
And I think he said, well, are you interrupting me? I said, yes, yes sir, I am. Uh, he said, well, what? He said, well, speak. I said, yes, sir. He goes, uh, I said, I called yesterday. He said, no, you didn't. I said, no, I, I talked to John. He said, you talked to Johnny? I said, yeah. And then he just started laughing. I mean, he was cackling. I said, he said, I said, what's so funny? He said, well, you know Johnny's not going to ever give me the message. And all of a sudden, it, it lessened the, uh, the toxicity in the air, and we ended up having a great conversation. But, uh, I mean, he took such pride in, uh, in John uh, and Johnny, and uh, it's just always so special. I mean, I, I realize he's, he's 88 years old, and, uh, and he's doing well, but uh, it's just uh, there's a tinge of sadness every time we talk to him. Uh, just thinking about what he has meant and, and the contribution that he has made off the football field. We'll take a break. More to come right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. And welcome back here uh, on the show that never ends. Let's, uh, Bulldog is up next in Los Angeles. Hello, Bulldog. Hello, brother. You know, I know I'm late. Happy New Year. Uh, as far as the college football, see, I hate to see it go, man. But as a Georgia fan, I'm kind of perturbed that we're ranked in the final rankings, number four, behind a two-loss Texas team, you know. I'll give you Michigan. Hey, by the way, did you see? Uh, did you see where Nick Saban uh, his final rankings had? Uh, he ranked in Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. Wow, wow! Bless his heart. I know that thing goes deep with him with the rivalry with Alabama and Georgia, but they got two losses, man. And uh, to their credit, they put that only loss on there, and we didn't get the chance to three p. But being ranked behind a two-loss Texas team, that, that kind of, and I pay attention to that kind of thing, but uh, I can't wait for the season, man. This coming up. It's only January. I looked at our schedule. It's daunting, but I'm flying down September 28th for the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa, and yes, I'm going to buy my boy Jimmy Tuscaloosa a beer, as I promised. I'm good on my promise. That goes back to my Marine Corps days 30-some years ago. I'm good on my word, Jimmy, if you're listening. You know, it's not a hate factor with me. I've said that many times ago, whether it's with the Alabama. But it's, it's nothing else. I'm going for the experience. I've never been to Tuscaloosa, wearing my Georgia jerseys and all that. But that's neither here nor there. I just hate that the season's over with. And uh, congratulations to Michigan. 
But now that it's over, man, you know, it's one of those things that we got to move on, Paul, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I really ain't got nothing. I just want to wish you a happy new year. I love all your callers. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, oh, Doc, <laughs> I got to pay attention to the NBA now, you know. So Your poor thanks thing. for the time, brother. Hey, thank you, I ain't Dr. Got Bulldog. <laughs> okay. Where every game matters less. Uh, Bill is up next in Texas. Uh, hello, Bill. Hey, Paul. I, I really love your show. I've talked to you a couple of times, maybe once a year. <laughs> I am a man of faith. I know you are. I love I love you getting back with me on this because Gene Stallings was such an inspirational guy. I cannot understand, and it irritates it irritates me dramatically why ESPN and the and the network TVs refuses to show young men coaches of faith gathering at the end of the game, both teams in prayer. It it. And, and it happens in every game. I know it happens in the SEC, and I know it happens in some of the other other conferences. And and these guys get together. They know each other. They've played against each other. They love each other. And they gather and they pray together, but it won't show up on TV. And and we see these players, uh, some of them using the glare protection on their cheeks in the shape of a cross. There's a reason for that. They're wanting they're, – they're proud of their faith. And they're proud of their testimony. Well, Bill, I agree I with you. I, I agree with you when uh, when you see when you see opponents come together uh, as one. It is a it is a great thought. It is a great scene. And I, I don't. I one thing one thing I don't know is what goes into the decisions uh, at this or any other network. I am um, whatever you may think of me. I can assure you I am a nobody at this company and I don't know how they come up with anything that they do other than allowing me in here every day. Well, I, I know that. I mean, I'm, I'm ex of radio and TV and, and program directors and those guys are responsible for what they program and how they administer that. Uh, it, it, it's just that men of faith aren't recognized as they should be for leaders. I mean, these coaches, a great number of them in, in all of the conferences are men of faith, and they share well, Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, listen, that, you, we know it's a big part of, of, of what they do. And, but as, when I was a writer, I used to write about it uh, occasionally because we, you would have a moment or two that, that really was uh, transformative. Hey, thank you very much for the call. We'll see if we can get some more information on that. Maybe the next caller could answer that question. Dwayne is up next in Louisiana. Boom! And that's and that up. My fireworks, huh? We setting all the fireworks. You tell legend, Iron Man, Jim from Tuscaloosa, uh, Ricky, tell them all. We, hey, we about to be number one. Hey, we about to take over, um, we about to take over the football world. So we about to take down Alabama's history. Ain't, more, ain't no more Nick Saban, Paul. And ain't no more Nick Saban, Paul. Telling you that now. What you say? I think you're crazy. Huh? Why you don't think I'm crazy, man? On New Year's, huh? Just bringing in the New Year. Can you, can you, and you uh, see what's going outside, on in that room. Hey, 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 Dwayne, tell me this. Other than the 2019 season, can you tell what me? about it? Can you tell me the last time LSU was ranked higher than Alabama at the end of the season? 
I can I can tell you what it was. <laughs> Two thousand and seven. <laughs> Two thousand. So one time. One time in seventeen years, LSU yeah, has right. outranked <laughs> Alabama, and you're no. telling me that, hey. that that the winds of change are here. Yeah, it's the wind changing. Hey, the blowing. No, no more wrong time. The elephant ain't coming down that street no more. I know the elephant ain't stomping down that street no more. I bet that tiger, that tiger about to come out now. We about to win the next couple championships down in Baton Rouge. That stuff we putting together. And plus next year, we got the number one class next year. We got three five stars already on that, on that, on that, on that commitment board. But Wait, now year, Alabama has probably turned down three five stars. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Now, Nick Saban ain't going to do that. He pulled his hair out. Nick Saban stopped cursing on TV and everything like he do all the time. He stopped pulling his hair out, throw that microphone down. You know that. You know what he'll do. He need a talent. He need, a, he need them big boys. But we got him now. Hey, see that, see that defensive line coach we got coming in? He's making a million dollars over there in Texas. How much you think Brian Kelly paying him? I don't know. Huh? What you think? Probably. Give me your assessment. I'd, you say, I'd say he probably doubled the salary. To two million? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you, nobody, I don't know what anybody I'll makes. Say, I'll, say, I'll say about a million, a million two. About a million two. Uh, 1.2. Could you, uh, yeah, hey, hey, you Dwayne, could you live on a million two? Man, I'll do some wonders, man. I am, <laughs> I'll do some wonders. I'll be, hey. Okay, hey, okay, Dwayne, hey. tell, me, tell me this. If I gave you a million two, how would it change yeah. your life? It was it, it. But I, I'll be smart with the money. I ain't gonna be no fool now. Okay. I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna be. So you're going, you're going to. Go uh, you're going to put it away and save it. I'll put it. I'll put it up, and then, then put on on top. Uh, try to buy me some land and put a condo. Buy me like four five unit. So you wouldn't, uh, if I said, hey, Dwayne, you, uh, you're making a million now. Let's go, let's, let's go, let's, let's nah, grab a, let's go. Gonna, why don't we rent no a plane now. and go down to uh, St. Bart's for the weekend? No, I ain't going to do like you yesterday, go to Miami with Luke, Luke, uh, Luke, <laughs> Luke. go to Miami. Hey, by the I way, you're, you're invited. Uh, I would like you to be my guest when we, when we go out with Uncle <laughs> no, Luke. No, indeed. Hey, no, indeed. You got to be butt naked in there. I don't, I don't think you would get butt naked in what Luke trying to bring you. Oh, hey, why not? <laughs> you got to be nothing. You think I work out at my age just to, just so I can look good on TV? It's about it's about going clubbing with Uncle Luke. I know. You got to get butt naked. You got to go butt naked. I'll you do it. Hey, I, hey, I'll do it if you'll do it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, Madden Championship LSU, baby. We'll be on the rise. I hear you. Dwayne, talk to you in a minute. We'll talk. take a break. Uh, more to come right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is up next in Indiana, late here in the first hour of the show. Hey, Miles. Hey, Paul, how's it going? I got a quick question for you, man. Who's got it better than us? <laughs> Nobody. You Nobody. know the answer to that? You, you, you recognize this voice? I do. Do you know? I want to uh, thank my you, fav- you know, my favorite coach in America. Me. That's Jim Harbaugh. That's right. Thank you for apologizing, taking my word and apologizing for us, man. You know, you offered me that plane ticket to come down there and do your show for you. I did. I went ahead and tweeted at you. I was I was waiting for that, man, but not a man of your word. That's all right, though, man. I, I was I was ready to get up there, you know, had my sheet ready for the you know for the game. But I mean, you know, they call us the leaders and the best for a reason. You know that. It's a Michigan world. Though. That's why I wear blue every that's day. That's right. Hey, LSU can get all those stars they want. We just told you that stars don't matter. I, uh, I'm just waiting for my invitation to the, uh, to the championship parade. Hey, man. Wait, I'll get you an invitation to I'll that once you give me a plane ticket to your show. Oh, well, right? Listen, I got enough frequent flyer mileage. Uh, I could, you could bring your whole family down. Wouldn't, wouldn't put a dent in me. I want you to be a man of your word. I want you to sing the victors live on air. I'm watching it right now as I'm talking to the phone. I want you to sing the victors, man. I'll sing it with you. Dun, I know you love dun, 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 I know you dun, love dun. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> hey, Miles, you're pushing your luck now. Uh, Bash is in Boulder. Let's get to a real caller. My Bash brother Paul, how you doing today, man? Uh, you know, you give these Michigan fans an inch, Bash, and uh, they want the whole they want the whole continent. It's n- it's nothing unexpected being from the SEC. Once you give these Big Ten champions a little taste of a national championship, they pretend like they're the new dynasty. But we all know what the real story is, Paul. You and I have both discussed Jim Harbaugh is about to leave Michigan abandoned, and he's going to go to the NFL. So let these Michigan fans just have their fun, their 15 minutes of fame, and then while we are uh, getting ready for basketball season, they'll be – uh, the most irrelevant national champion since Georgia last year. That's one way to put it. Hey, thanks, Bash. Great to hear from you. Todd is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Todd. Todd, you there? Hmm. Obviously not an experienced caller there. Uh, Rick is up next in Houston. Now, hello, Rick. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Buddy, I, I tell you one thing. Uh, I don't. I don't think any of us would ever want to see Dwayne butt naked. You know? No, I mean? no, no. Listen, uh, I mean, I know. I didn't think anybody would really want to see me, but uh, there are there are worse sights. I think. I, I believe so. Well, Paul, you, you know, you know what? Today, today is a sad day in the annals of LSU football history. It's the Forty fourth anniversary of the death of uh, Bo Ryan. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, today, today, today is the day that the uh, the plane crashed out over the Atlantic. Mm. You know, Paul, I, I re- you know, it, it's it's easy to romanticize things and 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 you know believe that things would have been a certain way, but I, I truly believe that that set LSU football back a number of years. No question. You know. I really believe that I really think that Coach Ryan could have been Nick Saban before Nick Saban. I mean a young a young dynamic coach who would have changed the way that LSU definitely would have changed the way LSU played offense. I mean he was only he was only thirty four years old and if you think about, you know, some of the some of his contemporaries during that time, Pete Carroll was around that same age at that time and was coaching with, uh, was working for Monty Kiffin. Uh, just, just to me, you know, you, you know, nothing against, you know, Coach Stovall. Coach Arnsbarger was really good at LSU, but everybody knew that he'd go back to the pros. And, and then it was, you know, Mike Archer, Curly Holman, and Jerry Nonardo. No, uh, I mean, Arnsbarger really is the only one of that group that was legitimate. I, I, I fell for Mike Archer. I thought he would be good, but he, 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 he wasn't. Yeah, he had, you know, he had the one good year after, you know, after Arnsbarger left. And, but, you know, if you think about it, that if, if Coach Ryan had been, you know, been successful during that time frame, most likely LSU would have had Dale Brown, Sue Gunner, Skip Bertman, and Bo Ryan. Right. That would have been, I mean, that would have rivaled anybody's coaching across the major, the major sports. But, you know, it's a, it's a sad thing. But, you know, we all have to believe that God, God had a reason. There's a, there's a purpose behind it. But, you know, I sure think that it set LSU back. Uh, well said, and appreciate the members. I remember talking to uh, Bo's wife a couple of years ago when that special came out. We'll take a short break. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.